Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC's For the Fan, By the Fan podcast. My name is Ryan Moore. And and I'm back. Jesse is back (laughs) for the torch. Ladies and gentlemen, she is back. Woo, I'm back. It's good to be back. But I will say, last couple episodes that I missed were really good. You had some really good guests here. I'm sad that I missed most of them, but, you know, hopefully moving things forward, we'll be able to have more guests join us while I'm here. Certainly. So you don't get to have all the fun. I mean, that would be fun to have a joint session with all of us for sure. So uh, let's get started. I haven't done one of these in a while, so you have to kick us off. Okay. All right. Well, let's. Go. we're going to start off with our fact checks. Oh, wait. We have to say this is Match Week 13. Oh, we didn't even say this was there Match Week 13. You're right. This I is Match right Week in. 13. We're, we're there. Okay, so fact checks. We were talking about fullbacks last week. It's Peterson, not Patterson in Orlando. That's all we're going to talk about that. Now on to our team, injuries. Again, Midge Purse out, left quad. Oh. Mandy Freeman out, left knee. Paige Moynihan also out, left hamstring, and Amani Dorsey is still out with her left foot injury. Left, 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 left. All yeah. lefts. What do they say? Three lefts make a right? Three lefts do make a right. Well, luckily we don't have a right. So we're here. really yeah. just going 360 degrees here. Well, what did I say to you earlier today? Uh, currently at our home games, the, our injury roster watches uh, the game not from the not from the bench. They're actually up in one of the skyboxes at the RBA. Skybox suites. And you know, if our if our roster, if our injury roster gets any bigger, we're gonna have to expand to two boxes, which hopefully we won't get to. Yeah, please. you did say that. That was a funny please, one. Please, please, please. Anyway, just needed to throw that in there. Oh, that's fair. Why not? So international duty. Carly Lloyd and Evelyn Vanes are still on their press tours or whatever. Yep. I don't but really did, have well, anything. Well, then I will say about this, it's very interesting, especially for Evelyn to still be gone. We did get Kaylin back, mm-hmm. which was really, really great, and we're very happy to see her back on the pitch. One thing that I will say is that our next home match, which is on the 29th of August, I think they said this in the stadium, it is our... Um, Olympian welcome uh, oh, back? Yeah, I think that's what they said. And so we'll be getting Carly back. We'll be getting Evelyn back. So that will be pretty great. It's going to be... a a really intense game against Orlando. Uh, We're so currently tied with Orlando in third place. In the place. standings, yeah. yeah. But more more about that later. But I just wanted to throw that in there, that Kaylin was on international duty, but we got her back. She's playing with us. Uh, Dee Dee did a great job covering for her, and uh, but we're happy to have our girl back. Yes, that right. is a fact. And that moves us on to point number one, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, you want to kick it off? You want me to? It's all you. All right, well, so point one, we had, you know, we had our Gotham FC take on Racing Louisville FC, and uh, it was a weird one. It was a really weird one. I didn't check the lineup till I got to my seats, and I was really, really taken aback, to say the least. You know, the, the lineup, at least with one football, was showing up as a 4-3-3 at the beginning yep. to then That's see not- them actually take shape yeah. and how they were playing i was very confused because it looked it like a back a four, three. Three, three that formation was uh honestly it's really hard to be a fan of that formation with just how disorganized we were we weren't good in the first half 
We literally let them walk down Main Street and score. Yeah. Like it. So let's be r- real quick. It was one-one. That was the that was the end of the game. What with Ryan mentioning them walking down Main Street, they did that around the ten to thirteen minute mark. They had a, to a where shot off the post at the mm-hmm. seventh, and then the thirteenth is when they were yeah. able to to break us down. I totally agree. It's hard to get behind the formation that you mentioned, the four three three, especially with what our current roster is. I think if we well, had I could different get behind players a four, on the four three three though. But, this was not a four three three. This was like a three five two, if we right, want to call that. Right, but that's what you initially. One football had registered our lineup as a four three three. Yes, which when we got there, that was not the case. Correct. And whatever it ended up being at for like at least the first eight minutes of the game, there was a lot of shuffling happening because a one football had a different lineup. Then when we actually rewatched uh, Paramount Pluses. Today, that was also that a completely also different lineup. Actual, but completely different lineup. it was more accurate for what we were seeing. This is true. For what we what we witnessed, um, and I just I am really, I really think we we play well in a lot of different formations depending on what girls are on the pitch at yeah. any given time. By all means, and unfortunately, at yesterday's match, we didn't seem to have the strongest formation for the players that we had available for us. It just, to me, throughout the entire match, none of our formations seemed to work. There was a lot of shuffling and swinging happening. You know, it's interesting. But there was no that... set formation that we held for longer than five minutes that was actually doing things for us. Because the formation that we ended up scoring on mm-hmm. was nothing. It was no, like, it was completely different. I just, I just want to throw that out there. Well, I mean, yeah, it was completely different in the sense of the personnel sure but positionally as far as like where they were they were more or less I feel like in the same position that they started they were different players doing different things getting different results but that's why I said that we're good in any formation just depending on what girls are on the pitch right fair point yeah yeah you did you did build yourself a back door for that that's fair I mean honestly what you said gets us really well I think into point two which is about the second half and about how the second 45 we were able to have Sodam Lee come in and replace uh, Gaetan Tini, who she was the only one who took the one corner kick that we got, played it short in the first half to Cappy. Didn't turn out to be much of an opportunity, so honestly well, it made are... sense to take her out. Right. But let's be, you, you bring up this whole short corners thing, right? Oh, yeah, I know Avery's okay. going to side with me on this one. So Avery, you better be listening. I don't find short corners to be as productive with our team as they are with others. We just don't do well with them. We, we don't, don't have the personnel to make it make sense to make it worthy. with Cappy having no. such a good foot off of an initial delivery. And then you got Iffy. And you got other taller players like Allie in the box. Why would you play it short? Exactly. To me, playing a short corner with Gotham right now is literally throwing away a corner. Whenever we play it short, I'm just like, well. That's one goal we're not going to make. Exactly. That's a fair point. I mean, just to to continue with where we were of like that second half and the formation, much to your point of depending on who we had on the field, it got better. Mm -hmm. It it got 
we distinctly got the better. We had the possession in the second half for sure. Yeah. Well, we. I mean, we had the possession. We also had. I've watched Shrek lately, so I'm going to go ahead and say it. We peeled the the onion back. Sure. You know, the layers of our substitutions, I think, really helped us actually. I mean, we didn't score until the 83rd minute when we had made all four of the four substitutions that we made, which the game before we only made two substitutions and we lost. So I don't know if you're listening, anyone at Gotham, but thanks for more substitutions. Honestly, we need to see five. Why not have five? Granted, our squad is a little... Yeah, have them use them. Exactly. Our squad's a little depleted, but the fact that they used all four, we're able to get the result. Yes, it wasn't three points. We all wanted three points. And I said it the minute that we scored. I said, I think there's another goal in this game. Yeah, Yeah, totally. And it looked like there could have been it multiple times. I mean, the last... Stoppage time alone in that second half was insane. Yeah. The amount of back and forth yeah. was does a lot for a Gotham game. Totally. Well, you you were talking about how we got Lee to come in on the forty on the in the second forty five. You want to talk about the other subs that we had as we, well? Yeah, I mean we had both Jennifer Cujo and Brianna Pinto were able to get a run for McCall Zabroni and Delaney Sheehan, respectively. And then that that happened in the sixty sixth minute and then the 77th minute Naomi Kawasumi came in for Elizabeth Eddy who I think we need to take a second and hats off to Elizabeth Eddy you didn't get Lady Liberty the match but in that weird position that you were in the midfield of being like the winger as a midfielder expected to get back and then also go and create yeah no, I think I think she Eddie did a, a much better game. job than Cappy in that position, which is odd because when Cappy is lined up in the back line in that back four, she's more of an attacker than most of the midfielders. Yeah. So it it was weird to see Cappy's lack of confidence on the right, but to see Eddie willingly making all those runs forward and then track back. I mean, she did a very good job, and this is something that we're not talking about enough. In the second 45, she got in that little, like, scuffle at the first bit in the first half with McCaskill. The second 45, she shut McCaskill down every minute that mm-hmm. she played. Yeah. And then with Kawasumi coming in and the way that we kind of shifted things, McCaskill was still shut down. McCaskill was more or less null and void that whole mm-hmm. second half. Mm-hmm. And... Going back to the onion analogy, we would not have... We clearly would not in my mind, have gotten this goal had we not made that final substitution because it was no. Kawasumi who set that no, pass I totally up agree. perfect. I totally agree. Perfect to Ify. I mean, Ify took that one great touch and just turned. Beautiful. She knew somebody wasn't on her shoulder, and she said, guess what? You gave I, me space? Yep. I'm going to make it count. Well, the other thing, it helped that Ify is one of those players, and we can go back and look at more of these games, that Ify is her head is always up. Her head is always up in the fact of, like, she knows where she is mm-hmm. a good 90% of the time. There are a couple where she, she kind of, like, lost with loses, her back towards the, the goal at times. Actually, I find that she loses her place more when she's close to the sideline. Like, she forgets how close the line is. And mm. sometimes she does lose the ball on a couple of her touches, like, That's when fair. she's trying to cut around somebody. But when she's in that 18, she tends to know where that goal is yeah, and she's able or just outside of the 18 to where she's able to do that one touch and whip it in there. 
that's one thing that we've touched on a few times, I think, is just how deft Anamanu's touch actually is in her passing and the fact that we don't talk enough about her passing because she's got two two assists, but she's also got five goals. So Ify Anamanu is two goals away from leading the league in goals, mm-hmm. which we need more of them. So yeah. like, let's just go ahead and get to point three, and that is that the formation was a choice. Yeah. I mean, it's what we kind of were, we kind of got sidetracked with in point one is just, yeah, like you said, this formation was a choice, especially in the first half. It wasn't working for us. We just couldn't find the right shape for us. And it really, the shiftiness of people weren't where others were expecting them to be. No, they were constantly backtracking, playing each other short. Um, And, you know, also, this formation seemed a little tricky for some of our players. Erica really lost... It seemed like she really lost track of the ball more times than she normally does in this formation. Just like Louisville was able to get behind us so many times because she was just getting sucked in to the middle She's somehow. a good center back when yeah. she doesn't have to run. Yeah. Her being on the edge of a center back line of three... Yep. Especially with Louisville, which is a heavy is attacking... Louisville is heavy attacking. They're really quick on their wings, mm-hmm. and that's how they play. If we look at Louisville's games, yeah. they don't. They barely go down the middle. They're always well, coming from the outside. That's why when they walk down Main the, Street yep. in the middle of the 13th on what had been at that point the best defense, which we are no longer solely the best defense in the league because we now share nine goals led in with none other than North Carolina, who is sitting at second in the table there after beating us. It's a a little disappointing, to be honest, with the fact that we wanted a reaction after our first loss in eight games. We wanted to see something different. I'm a big FIFA nerd. I prefer, like, I I don't mind the 3-4-3. I think that has some flexibility. Mm. And with our roster, I feel like our roster is better suited for a 3-4-3 three, three, than a, a 3, what we'll refer to as a 3-5-2. Yeah. I mean, hats I off to feel... Delaney doing what she could do. As a forward, being that isolated, but also in partnership with Ify, I don't necessarily think that our forwards were set up to attack and succeed. No, they were not. Because if you think of it this way, if we did play with a back three, right? Mm-hmm. That back three was Estelle, Gina, and Erica, mm-hmm. which no offense to any of them, but with racing Louisville, specifically with Salmon, mm-hmm. that's where we do need four people in the back line right. because those three. We don't even need four Gina's, people. We need somebody who can run. Gina's All pretty good at like hugging don't have one pace. side or another. Well, Gina, Gina out of the three of them, for me personally, is the one who has pace, actually, mm-hmm. and she needs it, especially if she's going to be that center. Right. But like Gina was the one who was going to the left, was going to the right. But then it was like, okay, if Gina's going to the left, Erica has to come across. Mm -hmm. And sometimes she would come too much across to where she would leave all this stuff behind her. And Louisville was taking advantage of that. Louisville took advantage of that by walking down Main Street. And Salmon, we knew, we saw it. We were like, Salmon's not going to score. Salmon's going to pass it across the box. And lo and behold, 
this player initially actually bumped into Erica. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing that kills me is Nadia Nadim on her run quite literally crosses the face of Erica, push like they they bump each other, and Erica's initial thought is, and and it makes sense if she's playing in the four, right, and she's your your right center back. Yeah. That she would have a fullback behind her and she doesn't have to think, oh, that's my lady. I need to make sure that I don't just let a body free in the box behind me. But we're not playing in a 4-3-3, th- uh, three, three. playing in a 3-whatever-the-hell. So she got caught. It was a perfect team goal for Louisville, and honestly, it made Kalen look bad. But it's not Kalen's fault. Like yeah. that, that goal was a team goal and a lacking defensive breakdown of our squad that was yeah the only way you can quantify it is like a team collective brain fart yeah no, with totally. the fact that we didn't know what we were doing mm-hmm. and how to defend in this formation because we, that was another thing that we touched on off of the mic was how just how weird cappy played mm-hmm. because of what she was being asked she wasn't being asked to defend she was being asked to create but create in Very a stagnated, yeah. you need to only do it here at least and that's this what, way. At least the way she was playing made it seem that way. Absolutely. We couldn't, we couldn't hear Freya. We could barely see Freya, you know, for, like, we don't know. We don't know what's said in the locker room. We don't know what's said during halftime. As fans, as, as spectators. avid spectators, as supporters, we can only imagine what is being said once we watch yeah, and, how and people are trying to play, but mind you, the action. well, you pointed this good thing out. You know, the coach and the and and folks can tell players to do something, and then they get out there and they do something else completely. Mm-hmm. Because you even pointed out in the second half, <laughs> you were laughing because we the camera the camera angles were weird. Actually, the cameras this, were pretty off. Yeah, on but this production, you pointed out that. Uh, was this the McCaskill thing? Yeah. So, so the coach for Racing Louisville was obviously you could hear him and you could see him visually sig- signaling for the team to do one thing, and then you see McCaskill, who's maybe like five yards away she, from him. Yeah, she is pointing in the complete opposite on direction. The exact side and like it, you know, and mind you, we, she could have been talking to one individual. We don't know, but it was just really funny to see. Like you have. We can see the back of the coach. We see him pointing this way. We see him talking to his team. Then not even, maybe not even five yards, probably a lot closer. You have McCaskill yelling and pointing in the complete opposite direction. Yeah, telling the player that she just passed the ball to take it back to the goaltender while the coach you've got is the like coach pushing literally forward, saying, no, go, go, go take up, it over the top. Up. Yeah, anyway. That was so pretty comical. So, so just like. I always joke with you a little bit of like, I don't know what Frey is saying. I would love to right. know what Frey is saying. Or whenever we go to a game, I'm like, what's the coach saying? Yep. I want a mic'd up. I would love a mic'd up session of games. Like I know certain, of course, the U.S. women's national team, they do their session ones, mm-hmm. but it's mostly the players, which are funny. But I am very interested about what coaches are saying. I miss that. I miss that as being a former player myself and now a very avid Supporter, spectator. Anyway, but most of our points actually going on to the next one have to do about this formation, have to do about the substitutions. So I think this leads us into I think we're on point number four. We are on point and it goes four. back to the subs that we were that we made, made the formation work. Mm-hmm. But I can't even say the formation because it wasn't the one we started with. Like you said, the formation that we scored with 
was, was I mean you say you said it was it was the same I think it was different I mean I I think it was the instructions that were given at the top of the game meant for the personnel that could actually execute it, which was clearly not the personnel that started that started the game. Okay, all right. That can, that's what I. Think. I can buy that. I, I think that we didn't we didn't start with players that understood how the system needed to yeah. work, because when you you brought in and this is what changed it for me when you brought in Kawasumi for Eddie, who I think we, we talked about this off wax. Eddie's not a ninety minute player, ninety minute player yet hmm. i i would have liked to have actually seen kawasumi come in for cappy with what they were doing up to that point sure but putting kawasumi in in that role allowed cappy to understand what was expected of her yeah, yeah, yeah. because kawasumi does that yeah position so naturally even when we play a 4-3-3 and we put her in that forward position she kind of stays augmented really wide lower than the other attacking forwards. So with that model that Cappy had, I think she felt like she could free up more and create more, which allowed the ball to get from her side of the field over to Kawasumi's, and then everything ensued, and we were able to get that goal. Yeah. But also, like, one of the great substitutions that we made, and I'm surprised that I'm going to say this, was Lee. Right? I think Lee was we, the best substitution. We talk about I was I was really nervous watching Lee warm up because I will Yeah, admit, you were not happy to I see am her not warming up. A huge fan of Lee because I find her game to be I don't find her to be a consistent player. If she has a if she has a bad few minutes at as soon as she comes in, she She's like it's it, hard to like shake it the sticks. Rust off. It sticks with her, but well, something we, was told to, to her. To that point, we saw that in the first few games with her, and that's why we were kind of like, yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. But I will say, Lee blew me away because she came in, and she was that burst of energy that we needed, that the team needed to be like, yes, we still have it. We need to be doing this. Well, yes, and, she was fresh legs, but. The energy and attitude she had coming in as fresh legs was even more than the fresh legs we had at the beginning of the game. I would agree with that. Is what I'm trying to say. No, I would agree with that 100%. I, to that point, I also think that Lee coming in and playing in the manner that she did put the other 10 players on the to field. To wake up. Well, not only to wake up, but to understand how they were actually supposed to play. Sure. Because there was this lack of confidence until Lee came on the field of, like, nobody wanted to actually go win the ball back. Yeah. And the minute that Lee came on and went and just started running after the ball, everyone was like, oh, oh, you're right. We we need to, the ball to win. I mean, sure. you saw McCall do it more in the second half after Lee came in. You saw everyone get more Right, on so their to me horse. it was like literally like she woke them up. I agree. She woke up like, oh, right, this is how we play soccer. This is how we In between we her defend. coming in and then, yeah. you know, that second round of substitutions, freeing Cujo, thank the Lord, finally Cujo's getting some time. Yeah. And Pinto as well. Pinto came in for Sheehan and played mm-hmm. specifically in that forward role. And I got to say... I would like to see the forward attacking partnership and pair of Ify and Pinto grow because I think that they both have really, really good physical gifts and tools, not to mention their physicality and the pace of what they actually do on the field. Yeah. Um, 
Okay. So then I guess we move on to number five, right? Yeah. I mean, at this point in time, we've bas- we've hit everything of the the seven points up to this. So I think that it really is number five, and that is... Look, Allie Long is a successful passer. We know that she's got the highest passer rating in the league. We know that she only missed one pass in this game, which is great. And, and like, we need, we need a metronome like that. We need somebody to keep tempo. My issue is that the tempo isn't what's getting us goals. Sure. The tempo that she's keeping is, like, let's kind of just kick it back between – the defense, the midfield, and the goaltenders. But when we get up, it's like, what are we going to do? I want to see her. We know she has a great diagonal over-the-top yeah. passing range. I want to see iffy. I want to see people with legs get those balls launched over the top to where Well, we know that, that that can happen, right? I just feel like it goes back to, like, what what is being said? What is the game the that tactics, Gotham is the trying game plan, to play? For sure. Of, like, why wasn't that an option? I think... Something that you mentioned at the game is, at, at least at the end of the game, we were talking about how we knew we know Cappy has legs and we know Cappy has gas in the tank. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, she was not running down those flanks. It was like they were all scared that racing was going was gonna to outbeat them every mm-hmm. time. But Cujo and, and uh, Anamanu showed... That that was not the case. That we could outrun them and well, we could yeah, stand Cujo, getting hip checked constantly. Oh, and that's so like thing. it it literally was I I was kind of like why didn't they see that in the first half? Right. Why didn't take, they take those opportunities? Because if we were able to do that, if they weren't hesitant, then Allie could play, no pun intended, those long balls that we know she can, you know, yeah. that we know she can hit accurately. But I will say she was a really good kind of like center of the sp- like hub of the wheel for us. Yeah. And the fact that she was like the you wagon said, wheel. She was she getting was, it everywhere. She was she was pitching it back when we mm-hmm. needed to reset. She was pitching it to the side. She wasn't really sending it forward like we would like her to. But I think she did a good job. And the fact that there was that one time we saw her drop all the way to that back line because she was like, I think something she happening. dropped. Well, in, in, in rewatch, I think this is what was happening. I think she came over for instructions mm-hmm. and then essentially just was basically being fed instructions that whole time while yeah. making basically a back four, four. Yeah. while well, yeah, while being like the left yeah. back at the moment to then go back and augment the midfield. Yeah, but I think her being back there was really great. For just a little bit. I can't see her playing 90 minutes back there. I don't want to see her playing 90 minutes. I can see her 90 minutes playing at the center of the back three. No. Absolutely not. I could. No, I could. I could see her playing where Gina played if Gina was where Erica was. And I think that that goal would probably have not happened. No, no, no. Because this is what would end up happening. Allie would get sucked into the midfield all the time, naturally, because who would be in the midfield if Allie wasn't? Well, Carly Lloyd, when Carly Lloyd's back. But then that brings us back into, that just leads us right into the next point. You know, naturally, it just goes in there. Today, Carly Lloyd announced her her retirement. Sad, sad day, but also congratulations to Carly Lloyd. I, you probably don't listen to this, but, you know, but yeah, I mean, she just got bronze at the Olympics. She's retiring at the end of the NWSL season. 
I would like so to we'll see, see her use all of this rage and help us lift a trophy at the end of the season. I think Is it rage? Rage of what? Rage of being on a team that should have won gold but didn't because yep. their manager okay. just yep. didn't make the right calls. Sure, sure, sure. Like I, I, I hear that. want to see her, and also the rage of, I mean, let's be honest. I, she's probably not listening, so she can't hate me for saying this. She kind of cost us the Challenge Cup, without Carly Lloyd in that Challenge Cup game to give a ball away and then go get another goal. What's to say we wouldn't have won on penalties at a zero-zero draw? What's to say we would have actually made it that far without Carly Lloyd? That's that, my other. That thing. is another good point. So I, you know. Carly Could've, has her good up. days with me. Carly has her bad days with me. Again, I'm I'm happy she's coming back from serving on our national team. I'm happy that she she gets to choose that she's retiring. It's yeah. not that, like that's my other thing. When folks are folks get to make that decision themselves, folks get to move on when they're ready to move on. It's not injury related. It's not, you know, I mean at least we don't know that. But, you know, it's on it's on her I mean, even, it's even on her it terms. Is, she, exactly. You know. She's doing it and she's calling the curtain on her own terms. Um, which is great. Uh, and now our last and final point. Our Lady Liberty of the match this week does not line up with Sky Blue. Uh, oh, gosh. Yeah. With mm-hmm. Gotham FC's player, uh, Budweiser player of the match. Uh, the Budweiser player of the match, they uh, picked Ali Long. And like we said before, this is kind of why we made it its own its own point with Allie is that Allie did have a really good game. Allie you had can't deny that she yeah, had an consistent outworldly game. and great passes. Was being great a great defense. communicator. I mean, she passed out of tackles. Like that's yeah. the thing. She's sliding into tackles and passing the ball 100%. on these tackles and so, they're completing. So it makes sense. However, we thought that it should be. It's got to be so damn Lee. Like, I, I don't... Oh, don't sound so excited. I'm you're very like, excited. Like, like, so damn Lee. No, there what you do go. you So damn Lee. Lee. So damn Lee. There you go. I mean, there's a reason that she got it, because I don't think without the substitution and the lifeblood 100%. that she brought into that second 45... We wouldn't have gotten the I goal. I think that we could have honestly gone and given up another one. Yeah, 100%. It wasn't, it wasn't until she started just chasing people down, winning balls. And then, you know, sure, she lost the ball. But guess what? When she lost the ball, she didn't care because she went right back after it. And that's what the whole problem was in that first 45 is we didn't have any press after a turnover. Yeah. No, I think she made – she was a game changer. That's what we list them as. That's what we they list our bench their, as for Gotham name, FC. For sure. And she definitely stepped up. She definitely had a huge impact on this game. Yes, she did not play 60 minutes or – well, she did play 45 she minutes. She did get a full 40. Uh, 45, and she, yeah. 45 plus. Uh, yeah, but she really had a big impact on the match when she came in. So much to where I really wish... I know she, she definitely is not a 90-minute player yet. And that actually gets us in trouble sometimes when we keep her in a little too long. But I think she, she really made a, a stamp. Solid 60, she, she made a stamp for being able to say that, yes, coach, I can be that player that comes off the bench and actually make a difference in the game when it when it when it needs to happen. The one thing that surprised me was just how just how shook Louisville was after she was on the field. Oh totally. They had no idea what to do. They didn't. And it, it was very Which odd I too, to see I love how Louisville like that. played 
I mean, like, Louisville uh, dominated uh, us uh, in that 40, first 45. Like, it's kind of totally. hard to say that, that they didn't have our lunch. But when Lee came in and just her quickness, her elusiveness, her willingness to take that first touch and just kind of like flick it out weird and make sure it happened really left Louisville kind of like, yeah. uh, what do we do? Yeah. No, but uh, great job, Lee. Yes. You know, you had a really great game. All right. So that's the end of our seven points. Ryan's going to do a grip, a grip, a brief, quick wrap up of what's happening around the league and finish up with our standings. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So our around the league, this NWSL match week 13, we had the Houston dash tying 2-2 against the Washington Spirit. You had the Orlando Pride taking one point against Portland in a 1-1 draw. That's how Portland moved to 29 points in the table. And Orlando ended up coming and tying us for third with 21 points. Kansas City, finally, finally, Kansas City got three points. They got their first win, 1-0 mm-hmm. against O.L. Reign. That's quite surprising. Well, I mean, is it though? O.L. Reign isn't necessarily like yeah. the most consistent team. Sure. If there's one team on the league that makes sense that they were the ones to lose first to Kansas City, I would say that it kind of makes sense to be the rain. Hmm. Because the only other team that I would think that would is us. Against Kansas City? Yeah. Don't say that. I, Take it back. I, I'm Take not it back. taking it back. I'll knock on some wood, but oh, I'm not God. taking it back because the fact of the matter is, is we did tie them in that rain game. Yeah, okay. Anyway, moving on. Then we come to Gotham <laughs> FC versus Racing Louisville. Uh, that was a draw, 1-1. First goal was Racing Louisville in the 10 to 13 minute. And then Gotham FC, we were able to score in the 83rd. 83rd minute. Thank goodness. Um, and then the last game uh, was North Carolina Courage versus Chicago Red Stars, and North Carolina and the Courage walked away with the win on that one with the one to zero against Chicago, which I'm actually quite surprised with because Chicago was kind of on the uptick actually the past couple games. Uh, but I'm curious to take to watch that game a little later because I think they were having some roster issues. Um, they? they were having some injuries as well. Gotcha. Um, but again, so that. Wrapping everything up, that puts Thorns at the top with 29 points, followed by the Courage with 24. Uh, Tied for third currently is Gotham FC and Pride with 21 points, which is our next home match. Then we have the Red Stars, which are at 20 points, followed by the Washington Spirit, 19 points, surprisingly, with O.L. Reign also at 19 points. Then you have Houston Dash at 18 points, Racing Louisville at 15 and bringing up the rear is good old Kansas City with seven points. And we're going to have a quick, 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 quick reference session because we haven't had one of those in a while. Um, Normally, this is either one of our seven points or at least closer to that. But Ryan quickly reminded me that we had to do that for this game because this game was actually pretty uneventful. When it could have, where there should have been more calls. There should have yeah. been more offside calls. That's one thing. There should have been a couple of handballs that should, were clearly Definitely missed. should have been a couple more handballs. And then there, there were, were some, some cards and fouls that were very questionable. Yeah. Like the physicality. And no warnings Fox either. To Ifiana Manu in that corner. Yep. 
Then you I've, had Savannah. I've seen cards get issued in, in games less. and situations like that. Because, like, that... With less than what that she did. That was a did. brutal... T- like, she went full force into her back of her shoulder yep. and, like, just started... Hip checks. Yeah, hip it was... Check, hip check, hip And it's like, Fox, you lost the ball. Calm down. If it wasn't Iffy, who was just, like, you know, a, a big frame and, and has a lot of structure... I think she would have gone down. I but think whoever would have gone down. And the fact of the matter is, is I don't think that that would have been called even if she had gone down. But that's down. the that's other the interesting problem. thing, right? Is it was that linesman. It was. For most of these that were questioning, it was that linesman. Yeah. And specifically in the, yeah, so that was when there was a, there was a very questionable the slide. Half there was a very questionable us. slide in the first half mm-hmm. in stoppage time. And then also a little early on, Savannah was just being Savannah. But our supporters, the Cloud9 supporters, were calling out the refs yeah. at half for that stuff because it was it was questionable, it was, it was dangerous. Rough. And also watching the tapes The tapes today, don't make it better. A, they don't make it better. And B, you don't see the linesman, not the linesman, you don't see the center ref giving them any warnings whatsoever. But I will say... Uh, there were two yellows in the entire match, all given in the second half, and both given to Racing Louisville. Both which, are center halves. Yeah, which I was like, I guess better late than never, but also a little too late in the fact of, like, warning should have been given out. Louisville is a very aggressive team. I find them, actually, that they play a little too dirty at times. I also, this is one of my the pet Casco's peeves. The a bully. But one of my pet peeves about Gotham is that I think they are specifically told to stay on their feet. We we don't have flops. No. We don't have floppers. We don't go down to the ground unless no. we are forced ever, to the ground. Ever, ever, ever. And by forced to the ground, I mean they chop at our kneecaps to where Midge has to go oh, yeah. get treatment. Like, yeah. That's the only way that we go down is yeah. if we're chopped, which yeah. If if you were to go down after that hip check, would she have gotten the foul? I don't know because of the fact that it's iffy and the fact that it's Fox mm. and the fact that the green weren't calling anything. Yeah, like they were being know. a bunch of dicks. I mean, this is something that needs to be mentioned, I think, is this was the first ref crew that we've had as a home game this season that was all dudes. We've had some ref crews that oh, had yeah. men on them. Right. But this was a full... Male. Male crew all the way through the fourth official. Interesting. So I didn't. I, yeah, I, I don't didn't, know. I didn't actually notice. They were bad. They were, men, they were bad. Men or women. They were bad. I did not like them. There were questionable offside moments. Um, Both lines judges, I think, were colorblind, frankly, because the only time that they ever called offsides, and this isn't 100% true, but the only time they called offsides was on a black jersey. And it was always specifically, eh, I don't know if that's right, man. Yeah. But they called it anyways. And then when we came and, I mean, there were a couple of times that there's no way Louisville wasn't offside. Yeah. Well, that's absolutely no way. And it was so questionable during the match that, like, I kept being, like, with with you, Mm -hmm. like, sitting next to you. I'm like, what time are we at? Okay, I got to watch that when we get home. Because, like, they just weren't calling it. It wasn't like oh, I'm raising this up and let's chat about it or let's have a question about it. Like, there were no questionable calls because there were no calls. Right. It was, it was a very much let them play 
until they can't type of game, which I'd love to see. Like, that can't go unmentioned. I'd love to see let's be physical, let's get stuck in, let's play. But when the but physicality only goes place. one way, right? that's when you're supposed to – that's not when you'd be like, let's just play. No, because the minute that we did anything to any degree that Fox did to Iffy or anything of that nature, McCaskill just said, eh. And it was like – it was a it was a call. It was a oh, call yeah. every time. Sorry, McCaskill folks. got her foot stomped on. Not, not even. I'm not going to even not say stomped on. Even. Stepped on. But that's what happens. Let me, I would, Scraped. Here, a I'm white gonna, scrape of the shin guard. Come on. Like, this is a question I'm going to leave for our listeners, if they so choose. If any of you play soccer currently or used to play soccer, please tell me how many times in a game or at practice you stepped on your own foot or you had one of your teammates step on your foot, or you had the opposing team step on your foot. It is That is just this game. Yeah. That is not a foul unless somebody intentionally, like, I'm walking over to Ryan and, bam, I'm going to step on his foot. But if you guys are both going for the ball and somebody gets their foot stomped on. Or scraped like or, that. I'm not, I can't even say stomped because then that makes it sound like it was intentional. But stepped on because you guys are both, both using your using feet. Using your feet for the same ball in between your shins? Oh, on no. On the same patch of ground? Please. So, question. Question of this, this, pod, <laughs> this podcast. If you play soccer or played soccer, how many times in a game or practice have you gotten your foot stepped on, whether by yourself, by a teammate, or by the opposing team? Please. And you can email us. And this is where we're going to leave all our contact information. The porch. No, hold up. The porch. Oh, Lord. Yeah, now we're really oh, Now we're up. gone. No. The torch pod at gmail.com. Is that all right. right? Yeah, I think okay. so. Okay, great, great, great. <laughs> if not, it goes to the ether and I never he- have to hear you complain about my voice. So, hey, oh, it's gosh. okay. Yeah, the porch pod. Torch. Oh, my gosh. She said it again. Oh, God. Sorry. TheTorchPod at gmail.com. Thank you so much, folks, for listening. I am Jesse Moore, and this is my husband, Ryan Moore. I am very happy to be back. Uh, We have our next two games that are away. They're 10 o'clock and 10.30 games because the girls are going to be playing on the West Coast. They are playing OL Reign, and then they play Portland Thorns, and then we will have them back on the 29th for Orlando Pride. Thank you so much, folks. Have a good night, y'all.